0: <laughs> well, what if, what if eventually in their life, everybody that's been on a Wheaties box does change genders? <laughs> that would... Man, there's Kirby a lot Puckett to look forward to Kirby? in a pop culture.
1: Can you imagine Kirby Puckett on the... Uh, he, 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 was, uh, he was the player that my grandma, when she was 75 years old, uh, announced at Christmas that she thought Kirby Puckett had a nice ass.
0: <laughs> well, there's plenty of it to go around. Story. Yeah,
2: doesn't sound like your family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That was good. 70s versus the 80s podcast, the podcast that makes you feel the same way you used to feel when you take your sweaty hand and plunge it to the bottom of your Captain Crunch to get that plastic decoder ring and pull it out. And um, so we're going to talk serials today. We're going to talk Battle of the Network Stars versus Superstars. But since we just had the, we just saw the Super Bowl here and we saw a real famous player, uh, what was his name? Tom Brady. I thought Something I would like add... Yeah. It was either
1: Tom or Greg Brady, one of the other. Elect- one Greg. of the
0: Bradys, yeah. So I thought <laughs> yeah, I'd ask. Broke a sister's nose with a football at one point.
1: <laughs> I remember that. That was that was Jan, uh, Jan right?
0: I believe so. I know. marcia Marsha.
1: Marsha. Yeah. Broken nose, and I never get any.
2: <laughs> So let's start with you, Jim. Uh, who was your most favorite underrated football player from back in the day?
1: Uh, I. I don't know if this is going to be an obvious choice, um, and it sure is a convenient choice, but I think Fran Tarkington was, was really an underrated quarterback. He's known as being a scrambler because he never really threw a tight spiral, but he had the calculus in his head to manage, you know, a, um, a run down the field, and I, I think somehow he's able to do all the – the geometry and calculus in his head and make it happen. And I think there is, you know, I've never been a conspiracy guy, but I think there is something tangible to uh, the whole um, Russ hate the Vikings thing. You know, Russ has talked since then and said, yeah, we, we didn't like, there's people there we didn't like. And, and yeah. So for me, is definitely.
2: Okay. So yeah, I don't know if he's underrated. I think he's rated pretty high. But um, who do you got, Brian?
1: He's rated but, high because he's a scrambler and stuff. But I, I don't see him like topping a lot of.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't. When think people... he retired, I think he had the most passing yeah. yards. He did. Yeah, but
1: he still wasn't rated that highly. If we're talking about rating, if we're talking about skill, I'll go the elsewhere. But the rating, problem, yeah.
0: yeah. His, his thing was he was contemporary to Bradshaw. He, may well have been a better quarterback than Bradshaw, but since Bradshaw won four Super Bowls, everyone was Bradshaw, Bradshaw, Bradshaw. Bradshaw.
1: Yep. Yeah, Fran, you know, Tark was a lot more mobile than, than Jerry Brennan and the different types of quarterbacks, but definitely a little bit more mobile than, you know, Bradshaw. <laughs> he was more of a muscle and bone guy, and Bran was a little bit more of a finesse guy. But anyway.
2: So who do you got, Brian?
0: So I have a Minnesota Viking outside linebacker from the time I was about four years old till the time I was 16, Matt Blair. Um, He was a second round draft pick. He went to six Pro Bowls and he was with two of the Super Bowl teams.
2: Yeah, Super nice guy too.
0: too. Yeah. And then my, my favorite thing is he would, he would block kicks on special teams. The Vikings had a knack for great special teams during the Bud Grant years. Mm-hmm. Matt Blair was a was a kind of a, a a lanky, tall outside linebacker who could jump, and so he must have blocked at least a half dozen kicks in his career. It was a favorite thing when you're a little kid, just yeah. like jump up and block a field goal or something like that.
2: Well, yeah, I met him once. He's a great guy too. Yeah, he was. He just passed away recently though so, I
0: think it was in October of 2020 really that map he yeah really he was mad? seventy
2: oh' well, he's that old he didn't look really? that old
0: which which nowadays i don't feel like that's that old anymore
1: yeah uh. it really isn't
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so for my player i'm i get we're not uh I'm keeping it in the nFC north too he's a Detroit lion he wore a number twenty he was a running back his initials yeah. were his initials were yeah. b s you guys know who I'm talking about? Of course. Of course. Billy Barry Sims. Sanders. Not Barry Sanders. Billy Sims. He was before Barry yeah. Sanders. And I, when I was little, I had a football that was autographed by, not you know, you get that fake autograph that they come with. It was Billy Sims. And he was when I first started watching, when I was old enough to watch college football, he was with Oklahoma and he was just electric. And then he rushed for over 200 yards in his first NFL game. And he looked like he was on his way to superstardom, and he blew his knee out in the Metrodome about two years later. So that was it. Yeah, yep. And then they drafted Barry Sanders a couple years after that. Yeah.
0: NFC North at that time with the running backs when they had Billy Sims and then Barry Sanders with the Lions, and the Vikings had Foreman, Chuck Foreman. And then the Bears, of course, had one of the greats of all time, Walter Payton. Just amazing running back group in the NFC North at that time. There's that other team. I don't even know if they they played in the seventies. Oh, the, <laughs> the Packers. yeah. I can't, they, I can't remember their name. Yeah.
1: Um, if we're going to go second round pick again, what? another guy that probably now well, maybe not be underrated, but he didn't get a lot of the press because he didn't have a super bowl was Chris Dolman. I think that guy was just an amazing player. He had the, Again, the strongest hands, they always said, in the in the league. And um, he had some behavioral issues, and, and the fact that they didn't win Super Bowls, I think that hurt him in terms of, you know, notoriety.
0: I believe he made the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he? Moment. Did
2: he make he it after the... he died? or?
0: I, you know what? what I have... He died too?
2: Yeah, just
1: yes,
0: recently. He did. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> you guys are call me. <laughs> I'll
0: put <laughs> you on the list.
1: <laughs> you know, the, the guy that bought my cabin at North played for the Vikings. And so I had a ball from um, when I was a young kid. My dad uh, knew, uh, remember Willie Teal and Tommy Hannon?
0: I remember Willie Teal, yeah. Yeah.
1: They were, they were buddies because he, he worked part time for um, a company that was in the floor below where my dad worked. And so one day my dad brings him a, a football a Viking, all the Vikings players were on it. Except for one or two, and the guy that bought my cabin up there happened to be the one of the two, and so he he signed it like 40 years later after I got (laughs) it. Awesome! (laughs) I'm gonna go get it. Yeah, you do that. I sleep with it. You sleep Um. with it.
2: (laughs) All right. So, do you guys want to talk some cereal or? (laughs)
1: Let's do that.
2: Absolutely. Okay. So. All right, so what do you guys, uh, what was your favorite cereal growing up? We'll start with Brian this time.
0: Well, so I knew that we were going to be talking about this, and I really can't think of a favorite cereal from, like, the 70s. I can tell you least favorites for sure, Kix. Oh. It, was like, it, it was like eating
2: cardboard, it was like
0: eating styrofoam packing peanuts. Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when you said
0: worse. Yeah, Kix was terrible.
1: Um <laughs> And to I, me, they looked like uh, uh, the, the peanut butter. Um, what was that? Peanut butter cereal. They looked the same as kicks, so you thought,
0: "Oh, these are yeah, really good." But, yeah, yeah, or it's like it's like a that chocolate um, cocoa puffs.
2: Yeah, they turned the that's cereal but it's chocolate.
0: Just terrible. What were you, are you guys? Yeah, I like, I like were you guys like
2: into mini wheats or the the hay yeah. bales? Did you like those? I liked them. The I mean, Again,
0: I, I'm okay with them now, but as a kid, I thought they were terrible. As well. It's like eating a. Sugary hey, brillo pad. Yeah, like a hay he, <laughs> hey bale. <Bill>, yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, anything for me? Anything that you could uh, eat, and then you had like a flavored milk, you yes. know, thing left for like a dessert. You know, strain, yeah. you am strain the little parts out of there, and I've got a big yep. cup of chocolate milk. To
0: Lucky Charms where you, you dexterously move your spoon around so you get all the non-marshmallow parts first so then you just have the marshmallows. And yep. the longer time with the marshmallows in there, it color your milk better, and then you'd finish up oh, man, taste the taste marshmallows.
1: It's amazing. It teaches you willpower. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm normal. I did all of that stuff.
2: Well, I, it's funny you should mention that. They got Shamrock Lucky Charms all right now that turn your milk green.
1: I saw oh, that. Ooh. I almost bought it, even. I know. It's like, <laughs> It's like in Chicago the the river in Chicago every So year. how
2: about I think an underrated cereal was Applejacks. That was pretty solid and nobody I don't think anybody has it in their top one or two, but that was pretty you know, solid. A-
0: apple Jacks was, was great. It was like Cheerios but with that you know apple I think apple cinnamon flavor. Mm-hmm. Um and then when you got a little older and you found out Applejack was also a type of uh whiskey
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And chewing tobacco Yes. <laughs>
0: um, then...
1: Mike, any other cereals like the um, uh Count Chocula? Um, there's more. My care uh, Frankenberry. Uh, yep. I also like the um uh, uh, the fruity pebbles, cocoa pebbles, and fruity pebbles.
0: Yeah, fruity pebbles was good. Uh, Tricks was good.
1: Peanut butter, Captain Crunch, solid.
2: Yeah, we're. Were tricks and Fruit Loops the same but different shapes? Because they were both that fruity, or did they yeah. taste different? I don't yeah,
0: know. yeah,
1: tricks. Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. It's like different. Um, one was Ke- like Fruit Loops was Kellogg's mm. and Tricks was General Mills. Yeah. And so hmm. you, had to, you, you had, had to mimic the other one without exactly copying them.
1: Yeah. Have you guys had uh, Cracklin'
2: O' Not. I can't remember it. That's that a That stuff
1: is really, really good. I love that stuff you know i bought it just to kind of get some fiber
0: it's expensive
1: right. but it's really really tasty i'm not
0: kidding in the i know this is good out of the 70s and 80s but in the early 2000s general mills did cheerios but then they put like freeze-dried fruit in it so it's like berry burst oh, cheerios oh, like a strawberry good. or something those were those were good and they don't make them anymore
1: yeah i didn't i don't know I don't if it was an that.
0: expense thing or what with the freeze-dried strawberries in it but that again, you let the oh. strawberries sit in your milk, and then by the end they kind of rehydrated, it, but it'd be like strawberries and cream instead of yeah. colored milk.
1: What was you the deal? Or,
0: or sophisticated, as we?
1: How about Raisin Bran? Us. Anyone for the anybody with the raisin? Yeah, bran? I liked
2: Post, but I didn't like Kellogg's. They were different. They both mm, had Raisin yep. Bran. Yep.
0: To this day, we we will buy Post when we buy Raisin Bran What's instead of different? Kellogg's. It's. I think. Different. I think the um the actual. Gran flakes in post is more flavorful
2: yeah and then the the kellogg's raisins are like little hard sugar and they have sugar coating where yeah. post, post is just like raisins like yeah
0: and then post is like when we talked about third wheels like rc cola versus coke mm-hmm. and pepsi and like bubble yum versus Bubbleicious and hubba baba so post <laughs> is like the, the the third to the to the party against general mills and Kellogg, so got to support the little guy once in a while So,
2: what was the deal with Wheaties when we were young because now they change every time there's a new champion they change the label but we do you guys remember when we had Bruce Jenner I mean he he changed the the Caitlyn Jenner I mean we had him for years we had him for like a good decade there it was only Bruce Jenner do
1: you remember that they couldn't find any more trans transgender people to put on the box
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, what if what if eventually in their life everybody that's been on a Wheaties box does change genders?
1: <laughs> that
0: was Man, There's a lot Puckett, to look forward to in a, a pop culture.
1: Can you imagine Kirby Puckett on the? That would take a uh, a lot of uh, space heaters and some uh, <laughs> smelling salts to get that going. But uh, he, he he was uh, he was the player that my grandma, when she was seventy five years old, uh, announced at Christmas that she thought Kirby Puckett had a nice ass.
0: Well, there's plenty of it to go around story. Yeah,
1: doesn't
2: sound like your family no I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> the most truthful so, thing you said about his family all year so do you guys yeah, I remember,
2: remember I mentioned at the beginning the toy do you remember any of the cereal toys at all that came in the boxes
0: in Bradley, the, the boat with the baking soda weren't there ones too where you had to oh, collect that. six of them so you'd have to buy different boxes to get the other pieces yeah
2: well, no,
1: do, you, I remember that do you remember the I mini,
2: remember the, oops, go ahead. The mini license plates for your bicycle that came in uh, honey honeycombs, and they'd have all fifty states.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yep. That hoodie is boss, by the way, that you're wearing. That hoodie, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, I was gonna say something, and now I forgot. Fuck. What were we talking about again?
0: Well, the license uh, plates, because I remember oh, having yeah, to go boy. to buy them at Target or whatever, try to find your name.
2: Yeah,
1: I, there was a, there was like a toy submarine, and you put baking soda in it, and oh, snap yeah. it and it would dive and come back up, and dive and come back up.
2: Or what about? I was looking these up. Or do you remember when Alphabets had the terrarium, so you could get like, there was either a bubble shaped one or a rectangle, and you'd get these seeds, and there would it'd be like a little miniature greenhouse.
0: Yeah, were, so there'd be like little, little that. foam pieces you put in there to water. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Well, that was um Alphabets.
2: They, they said it was alphabets when I looked it up. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't remember that. having the cereal, but I distinctly remember that because we put them like in the windowsills then of our kitchen because they had a Southern Exposure and <laughs> those little terrariums.
1: Yep. <laughs> I've got some in my kitchen now, but I didn't get them out of the cereal box.
2: Or do you remember when they put the little, I was kind of looking at this, remember when they had the little 45 records on the back of the cereal too? Like you'd get the Jackson 5 or.
1: Are you serious?
2: Yeah, I mean I sometimes they'd that. be cardboard but they'd still play. I don't know how they did it. It would be they weren't like real ones. They were like thin and flimsy right. like they were kind of like a floppy disk but they would work. It was weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, well the the needle all it needs is vibration so you know if if that's there it doesn't matter what the medium is I I think but I don't remember that.
0: To this day I have a couple of Christmas CDs that came in checks mix at Christmas time when people buying checks. To, you know check cereals to make checks mix i've got two or two um like just various artists christmas things that came in the checks mix uh, cereal like christmas time yeah
2: i remember when yeah. they got cds because at the time we thought it was big now we didn't realize how cheap cds were they're just throwing them in a box of cereal and it's like
0: yeah when <laughs> I mean, you've got your first cd is like you know in uh, 1988 i bought my first cd for like fifteen ninety nine, fifteen 15.99 99 yeah, I, yeah I like Mike... you said
1: Mike's first CD was uh, the Springsteen box set that he got yep. for Christmas in, what, was that Mike, like 80- 85 five or six? Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, you're really cutting edge. Like I said, I didn't get my first CD to 88. My future college roommate bought a CD player at the Best Buy in St. Cloud, because up at St. John's at the time. And I didn't have a CD player, but I bought a CD anyways, because we got like 10% off. I bought Steve Earle's <laughs> Copperhead Road.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a solid one. <laughs> that's solid yeah here's the thing not to make everybody feel old but you remember that time kind of in high school where you were kind of laughing at the young kids that they didn't know what an eight track was and then you kind of got to the age where you're laughing at kids that don't know what a cassette was then you're really old when you're to state we are that kids don't know what a fucking cd is that's that's old
2: Mm-hmm. And, my, ca- yeah. and cars don't have CD players anymore. The new ones, they don't have. Them.
0: Mine doesn't. No. Yeah. So I'm keeping my 2010 because it's got a CD player. Actually, I think mine does, but I don't have any
1: CDs for it. I I hotwired it so I can watch movies in the dash. But uh-uh.
2: <laughs> that's a good choice. But um, <laughs> that's safe. Yeah. But um, it's funny because like <laughs> CDs, um, the number two, you know, digital is the number one way to sell music, but now vinyl is number two now. Yeah, like and there's yeah, nothing the hip else even close yeah
1: that 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 almost went completely away and i think what brought it back was like that that whole culture of uh you know hip-hop and stuff like that where they were you scratching know, yeah scratching and all that stuff well i think there's, that's some,
0: there's something too about the the warmth of listening to music through vinyl and then even if you had some people will, you can buy um vacuum tube amplifiers as opposed mm-hmm. to the digital. So you get that. It's a more warm mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. Now, CD is so crisp and accurate, and you can hear everything. You don't get any hiss in the background. Um, yep. But there's just something about that warmth of a vacuum tube amplifier and, and the skips and cracks and pops of a of a record. You're listening to music as opposed to... Data. Music should be messy and human, and there should mm-hmm. be mistakes included, and in it. it gets you up and moves around as opposed to being clinical and every note's perfect and the sound's crisp and perfect. Cause then it's just like, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah they're, they're interpreting like data signals. I remember when the uh, Steve Winwood uh, album came out, higher love or whatever that was with that on there. That's, Mike, help y- me.
2: Yeah. That's probably, I think it was called higher love, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And and listening to that, it was all treble and no bass and it was all just perfectly And, and I thought, I don't, I kind of don't like this, you know, and then Boston third stage came out and again, very meticulous. And, uh, I didn't like that kind of music. I liked the, you know, like, like Brian was saying, you know, the human aspect of, of
0: music. You you get a human, a fantastic human bass player. that's just anchoring a song down and it's much better than, like you said, the y techno Mm -hmm. poppy anything. Yeah. It gets grittier. It makes you feel it in your soul it moves you it's like you you feel that bass hitting you or or even if a, a good drummer this guy like a double bass drum setup, up you, you when you're in a concert you you feel it, mm-hmm. it it's you you experience it with more than just one sense
1: after that Brian, do you ever need to change clothes or, or are you okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can kind of you know up close. <laughs> First of all. Uh-
2: So yeah, that music pumps us up, and when you talk reality television today, I don't think you can really talk about it without uh, Battle of the Network Stars, which started in '76, and then that music I believe is from um, the same channel, ABC Superstars, which was I don't know, did you guys know that was started by Dick Button? It was the one that I
1: started.
2: did. I think he just and wanted he to throw it around he just wanted to throw a bunch of test if you go for a show with a ton of testosterone you just want to go dick button all day long right
0: (laughs) yes because he's got that you know super golf commentator um when he was doing skating commentating (laughs) i don't remember that name i
1: guess i do Something with ice skating? Is he a figure
0: skater or something? Yeah, He won, like, gold medals in, like, the 52 and 56 oh, Olympics, oh, okay. but what I remember him from, because I'm a big Olympics junkie, I love watching it summer and winter, is he would commentate on the skating, and it would just be that, you know, that's the triple axel and he skates away from it. It's looking good tonight, you know, holding nice clean lines, just, just total, you know, smooth, like, golf commentary. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I like, just this- about an hour ago, I was I was uh, I was uh, binging on paint, Stuart Stewart uh, clips on on YouTube. As one does, guy.
2: yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a sharp dresser, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, all right, Michael, lead us in.
2: Okay, so uh, so yeah, like we said, ABC Superstar just started seventy three. And then Battle of the Network Stars started in 1976. Um, I think everybody's pretty familiar with the the uh, formats of these shows, do you, do you think? Or how would you describe them?
1: I don't think anybody over like our age will, will remember. But I guess it was just kind of a, a fellowship thing is the way I looked at it. There was rivalry between the networks and they decided to take it out on the field.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of like any time you get even you get a bunch of group of friends together and you're playing cornhole or um, something like that. You got eight or ten friends that are just going to be gabbing and they're there to drink beer and they're there for the fun. And then you have those two or three ultra competitive friends,
1: and that's kind of the way
0: it was with the superstars. I mean, they were athletes, but they were some of them were more athletic than others, and. Yeah. It's not like the Ninja Warrior now, where they're just fantastic athletes. It's just a really wild um, course that they go through. It was just they just picked things like we're gonna ride a bicycle four times around the track, or they did the hundred yard dash, and they just it was some planned city in Florida where they would held the superstars, at least the first few of them. Yeah, it was like on the high school track, and people just be the spectators just be kind of ambling around there. It was so just not the pie production values of stuff today. Yeah. Which is kind of part of the charm, if you would have any younger listeners, and you're certainly encouraged to go watch it because this is just some incredible um, janky stuff that they did with these athletes at the time. Um, They'd have, like, Luke Ferrigno, you
1: know, in the the pit with a tug-of-war thing around his waist. You know, and... (laughs) Remember that they have Lou Ferrigno on one side. Yep. When the Incredible Hulk was still on, and he was deaf, yep. so he'd be like, "They oh,
0: oh, oh. He was on a team with such other athletic superstars as Valerie Bertinelli, uh, Charlene Tilton from Dallas. Oh yeah. And David Letterman. Oh. In was he young though? He didn't... Letterman, because he was like uh, on some Mary Tyler Moore. Not it wasn't Mary Tyler Moore show, It was like she had a variety show called Mary. And David Letterman was on it. And that's what caused him. He was on the fifth episode of Battle of the Network Stars, Dave yeah, Letterman. And, on the and he he
2: swam the anchor. When I was watching a swimming episode, the last person had to swim both lengths of the Olympic pool, and he was the anchor on his team. Yeah. So. Well, it's wow.
0: Why don't you bring up swimming? Because that's kind of superstars started off with a bang. It was The first one was won by a pole vaulter. Say, so, all huh. right, you know, obviously that's a person Bob that's clean that was... and in good shape because of the type of thing. But Joe Frazier, the boxer, 50 yards swimming, right down and back, nearly drowns. He'd never swam before. You so got And you're like, well, why did you do that? He's like, well, how was how I didn't know I couldn't do it unless I tried it? Well, I'm not going to walk a tight wire across <laughs> the Grand Canyon thinking, well, I might be able to do that. <laughs>
1: Oh, good point.
0: <laughs> he also, oh, then he had very encouraging words for Mark Spitz because the first superstars was in 73. So that's right after Mark Spitz won seven goals at the 72 summer Olympics. And, uh, he called him a tough, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's favorite phrase.
1: Oh, motherfucker.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to put a listen on this. He called him a tough motherfucker. Yeah. They
2: must've beat it out though.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs>
2: And um, yeah. So that was good cr- And then what about Battle of the Network Stars? Do you, probably the best athlete on that was Gabe Kaplan for some reason.
0: He was the captain <laughs> of the first team. Like the first team that won was uh, ABC on that first episode, and he was the captain. And they had like Linda Carter. So so th- this is how you got ratings because people are well. Oh yeah. We were a little young at that time, but L- Linda Carter, Farrah Fawcett were on the first championship team. Oh, you know, Gabe Kaplan was a was a captain. Ron Howard was on it. Um, And then Robert H- Haggis, who was also, I think he was Epstein on Welcome Back Cotter. He, he was on, on a team. bunch of them, yep. Hal Linden, so Barney Miller was on that team, but they were the champions. So what they did is I like, think they, they had the three networks, because we we're old enough to remember when there were three networks. And then they would do just these sports to accrue points, almost like a decathlon. And then at, at the end, one team would be eliminated, and the other two teams would just have a tug of war. And whoever won the tug of war won. I remember
2: it. Yeah. The tug
0: of war, I mean the Vikings Vikings Steelers tug of war when they did the super teams which is kind of an offshoot of the superstars is like legendary. Hmm. And then I think the Kansas City Royals and maybe the LA Dodgers or someone had a tug of war that is after 45 minutes whatever they just let it end in a tie.
2: Yeah, they just stopped it okay. cuz like neither team was even close to winning. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it went on. I thought it went on for hours, though. I could be wrong, but the, yeah.
0: The Vikings one went on for so long. It was Two hours,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Mike about this a couple nights ago, and you know, you're watching that show, and it's got the entertainment value and all that kind of stuff, and everybody's out there smiling. And then you got the all-time dick. I was telling Mike the all-time Hollywood dick was Robert Conrad, because he would come in there and he was all serious about it. And uh, who was it, Mike? That was arguing with him it, it was, was
2: some, gabe it was gabe, yeah, it was gabe
1: kaplan. kaplan yeah because he, he uh, was and, go ahead. captain of the nbc team
0: robert wagner was
1: yeah but uh, i don't know but but he got he got in kind of a some sort of a argument with gabe kaplan and um gabe kaplan said something something like well you know i'm jewish and blah blah and conrad says and i'm german so i want to kill all of them <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> You saw that Mike, right? Did you
2: watch that clip? Yeah, and Telly Savalas said I'm Greek and then uh Robert Conrad says I want to yeah. he goes I'm German, I want to like kill Germans, both of so you guys. I
0: kill them both. Yeah, the 70s was a different time. So then like, Gabe listen, Gabe
2: they settled it by having Gabe Kaplan and Robert Conrad run I think they only ran 100 yards for the settle it. And um so Conrad gets down and like he's in the starter blocks and Gabe Kaplan just stands up. And Gabe Kaplan just blew him off the track, like it wasn't. (laughs) And who's seen it coming? Nobody would see that coming because Robert Conrad was a tough guy. Yeah, uh... Conrad
1: did a a Columbo episode where he was like uh, uh, a fitness guru or whatever, and even fucking Peter Falk beat him.
0: So ABC yeah. kinda took it serious because they had like Howard Cosell and I know with the superstars, they had Keith Jackson out there doing commentary in their gold, you know, gold, those gold blazers. Gold jackets. They were uniforms. Sumblin,
1: Sumblin.
0: Yep. yep. Those gold blazers are just, you know, they're they're second in line for the seventies to the brown leather leisure suit that and, good old Paul. And, and Howard ca- Howard, howard,
2: howard Cosell just adds auth authenticity. Because even when he's doing Battle of the Network Stars, I like how he did, He would his voice would be quiet and then he'd hit that crescendo. He's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's oh, like, um, he's a
0: showman, definitely. yeah, who
2: was, oh, Linda Carter, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, she's doing the kayak and he's like, you know she's athletic because she plays Wonder Woman and she can do amazing things like that right there. <laughs> and then he just goes up and then, and then. Like, if you go oh, if you go on exactly. YouTube, when they announce Linda Carter, when she's in the swimsuit, ready to get in the pool. I mean, we were really young, and I'm like, I don't know. I was, like, just staring at the TV, and all of a sudden, Linda Carter comes on. I didn't really know how I was feeling, but all of a sudden, it was like. I mean, and I still, I never forgot that. Yeah, I was just, like, crazy. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, because the second episode for the commentators, it was Howard Cosell, and then it was. Bruce, now Caitlin Jenner, and O.J. Simpson. So that's just some, some top-notch. Oh notch shit! That's a killer team. of the '70s.
2: Yeah, and O.J. Simpson held the track record, the fastest time in the hundred on that on Superstars. And I guess he wore they said he wore sneakers. He didn't wear spikes. I don't know what the story was behind that, but he still held the record. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to talk about so everything for the Superstars pointed to the final. Obstacle course, and as a you know six or seven or eight year old watching it on ABC, you know on Wide World Sports, whenever it had aired, um, it was kind of impressive. It's like a twelve foot wall with a rope on it, and then they had to go through a tunnel, and then they had to push a blocking sled, and then through tires, and then jump a water pit, and <laughs> a four six like a four foot six high bar, and then like two hurdles, and across the finish line, and it's just hand. I don't look it like it's hand timed or it was just...
1: You know, and, and back then, everybody had those those, um, those shorts that were only like eight inches, you know? Those dolphin stuff. shorts, They had yeah. the white stripe up the side yes. yeah. White their, trim. They had their socks that came all the way up to their kneecaps and then folded over just about an inch. And, uh, you know, they had their, most of them have the afros or lots of hair or whatever. And they're out there running like Stan Smith Adidas or whatever it was. And um it's just fun funny to watch. Especially you ever watching an NBA game, like an old NBA game when they've got those shorts on. It's just like how did people not just like pinch their penis right off when they're, you know, twisting in those short shorts?
2: And then they had the long socks with the short shorts and long socks, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Knee highs, yeah.
1: Oh, it didn't look pretty comfortable. <laughs>
2: the thing is on superstars when they they eventually and this is all stuff that would never happen today but they would have the world series champion take on the super bowl champs in the in the team team superstars and the baseball team actually won like every other year i thought the football team would win every year but the baseball team won won every other year yeah oakland a's (laughs) were in it one year they won it and then they must have had the Super Bowl teams, because I do remember the Steelers and Vikings going against each other. Did they have the two Super Bowl teams square off a couple times or something?
0: Yes. It, it was both the Super Bowl teams and the World Series teams, unless the Yankees won because Steinbrenner was such a prick. Um, then the uh, other team, whoever had been the AL West champion, would have um, went in their in their place. That may have been why like Kansas City Royals went. In seventy-eight or seventy-nine, because it would have been Dodgers, Yankees in the World Series that year. But since Steinbrenner wouldn't let his team go, the Kansas City Royals went. Hmm. I don't remember any of, the, any of that stuff. Damn. St- Steinbrenner was like the prototype for the jerk, meddling oh, yeah. owner of no sports franchise. But that,
2: that's how it would go today, though. Nobody would be allowed to play, and it was just and it was weird that those networks. All let their their star actors and actresses on this show, and it's weird that they all let it air on ABC, even though it was NBC, CBS, ABC, and it, every one of them, you know, aired with Howard Cosell on ABC. So that none of that would happen today.
0: No, no because of you're right contracts, money, uh, it's too valuable. You, you wouldn't watch your football players or baseball players or anybody doing anything outside of their normal activity. Or if you did have it, it would be, you know, it's the Practice squad of the Super Bowl champions against each other, Mm -hmm. or this last one would be the 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 Kansas City offensive line against. (laughs) Well, to just to go harp back on that,
2: and then the the network stars. So what would would it be? The streaming stars now? Would it be Netflix against Hulu versus Amazon Prime?
0: I mean, (laughs) so they tried to reboot it a couple three four years ago, and then they did just. Just one off, like it would be TV cops versus TV dads, or you know, that kind of thing. And then towards and porn
1: this, Pornhub yeah. against the um, David Duchovny sex addict group. I
0: Going think you just other. had a million dollar idea there.
1: <laughs> that would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he <more>. yeah. <laughs> was married to Tia Leone, who was hot back then, yeah. And, and th- then they announced that she must have, like walked like john wayne into the hospital <laughs> you know like a you know, all sore and uh they got a divorce and it was because of that he says he's the man he had a sex addiction and she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't stand it anymore it's like you know fuck and then they had to get a divorce true story
2: he actually would bring it into x-files like he'd call somebody on the phone and the, it sounded like he was listening to porn because there'd be some spanking noise and then they would, <laughs> they would cut to him, and he'd, like, he'd be dribbling a basketball in his bedroom or whatever, and it was like just stupid stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that show. That's
0: <laughs> wild. So I yeah, I don't think Ninja none Live. of that would
2: work today, like all the superstars playing against each other. Um, no. Yeah.
0: No. So so now when you watch those competition things, it is it's like the the Ninja Warrior thing. Um, it's just people you don't know, or or things like that. It's not these mainstream athletes. It's not the big names.
2: Yeah, but
1: and not can... only that, but they've they would turn it into something where the the actual competition is playing second fiddle to whatever the sponsorships are. So you've got like two yeah. minutes of of your show, five minutes of the of, uh, you know, um, drug commercial or whatever, and then back to two minutes, and really what you're watching is disingenuous anyway because of the liability issues and all that kind of stuff. So it's just not as pure as it was, you know, in the seventies. Yeah. I don't know if that rings true for you guys, but
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that Battle of the Network stars was just fun to watch because I guess they filmed it on Pepperdine University and then you'd always have see those station wagons parked on the cliffs in the background and then um <laughs> and um well, I forgot what else I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, uh, toward <laughs> towards the end, I was seeing they had like growing pains versus family ties and stuff. They had like just weird oh, ones yeah. towards the end. Which... Yeah,
0: because the early years they would have maybe two stars from a single show, like Gabe Kaplan and the actor that played Epstein,
1: yeah,
0: in the you know from from Welcome Back, Cotter and and. And then as they, but they got more, it seems like as the years went by, it was three or four of them from just the show. So I don't know if that was because it was messing up with their filming or
1: probably. And, you know, a lot of these these guys that were actors had it in their contracts that, you know, if they got hurt or whatever, same with athletes, which is why they don't, you know, do a lot of stuff in the off season is because it's, it's right in their contract yeah. that if they're out fucking around and get hurt, you got don't uh,
0: yeah, you you, you know,
1: get paid. So it's so, just
0: a new world that way. Did both of you watch Battle of the Network Stars growing up?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Did you root for your favorite the the network with your favorite shows on, or are you just you just watching it just to watch it? Because I remember rooting strongly for the the shows that we watched.
2: Yep. yeah. I think I rooted for like I think I always wanted NBC to win for some reason. Yeah. I and,
0: was I there like
1: strictly CBS for with, masturbation, uh, uh, looking at the big boobs of all the you know, like you were saying before. And I was just soaking all that in Mike you're gonna have to cut that out
0: <laughs> uh, uh, oh yeah because you'd have been six when it started yeah, so. yeah. well I started early fairly so I actually
1: actually at that time I was transfixed at what I was watching because you are used to seeing them all in these different in the different um, in a different way and then they're all out there without their makeup on or without the clothes they wear on their shows it looked so unfamiliar and so different than what they're – so it just was kind of a weird thing for me to, to watch that stuff.
2: And then they had the cool team colors. Like, wasn't NBC always red and CBS was always blue? They had those Adidas track suits yep, there, yep, with yep, their yep, names ABC on the was back. Red, yeah,
1: I remember that.
2: Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I was just watching, I guess, the, the big competition in the women's for Battle of the Network Stars was uh, uh, Laura Ingalls or oh, Melissa Gilbert against uh, – Christy McNichol, whatever happened to Christy McNichol? She was like yeah, the biggest. Yeah,
0: Jimmy
1: McNichol.
2: Yeah, they were the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, right.
1: and then they
0: yep. just fell off the face of the earth. It seems like. Yep. Yeah,
1: I forgot about them. The Osmonds were kind of the same.
2: Robbie Benson was just huge, and then he's just gone.
0: Bobby Benson was he the boy in the plastic bubble?
2: No, I think that was Travolta, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah,
2: but he was like did around you that time run I did not.
1: It's worth watching.
2: It's going to be next week's episode, so start watching it now. (laughs) (laughs) Find another guest.